Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Possums, we got camp news. It's already rolling in. It's rolling in hot, but don't fall for it. What we need to do is take a collective deep breath and really analyze the data and what exactly is being said right now. This is the time of year where you see those ADPs absolutely skyrocket. So look into the guys you are planning to draft and see if there is fire beneath the smoke. My best advice, follow the beat reporters for the teams. They usually have some good information. And follow the IDP Army wherever you can. We've got big stuff in the works, possums, that we want you to celebrate with us. If you are in Canton in two weeks, please make your way over to the IDP Army booth where we will be having some fun giveaways, as well as just a general great time. As always, I'm with Josh and Billy. You can follow them at Josh LSTL and at Ombre Vendor. Follow myself at OP Joe with two E's and follow us all at Offensive Points where we work our asses off to help you guys win your leagues. Josh, Billy, what's up? Dude, the camp news, it's so bad. Like, I looked over at my phone today, and today specifically was the worst. So-and-so is doing great in camp so far. It's been one day. It's been one day. He caught some balls. Like, that's literally his job. Uh, I love how they, like, only do offense, too. Like, I understand defense isn't really, like, doing anything. But just in general, like, they don't even talk about defense at all in camp news. And just it's just it's just tiring to see this stuff. And it's like... Oh, uh, so and so said that so and so looked good, and it's like once again, day two, man. Let's uh, let's calm it down. But- yeah, I was I was uh, following the Eagles today at practice, and Jalen Hurts threw a ball to AJ Brown, and it was like slightly behind him, and everybody in the comments was like, "Late, late, that was a late throw." Like that's going to get picked in the actual game, and if he actually watched the video, if he had thrown it before him, it would have squarely hit the wide receiver coach. So he had to throw it behind him because that was literally the only spot to throw it to. But I just love it. It's just it's the overreactions. Like, we're already there. I, I love this time of year. It, it can't be any – well, at least was for the comedic point, not exactly uh, helpful. And if you guys like the comedic point of Camp News, we do have a shirt available on our website. So please go 
get one and uh on our etsy shop i'm sorry but it's a sweet shirt it's very comfortable give it to your loved ones i'm sure they will appreciate it yes they will all right gentlemen let's get into a slight bit of news um i think let's just start off the top with this new pup system that has been put in place this season it kind of went under the radar when it got put into the new rules in may we didn't really think it was going to be as big of like a like confusion like a confusing point going into this off season but let's just get the explanation out there for all the listeners right now so if your favorite player or your best player on your team is going on the pup list right now that means absolutely nothing at all literally during the pre like all during training camp all during the preseason until week three of the preseason you can be on the physically unable to perform list and it does not mean anything at all it does not count against any games in the regular season it does not mean you're even hurt all the way necessarily you could just not be there for some reason or holding out like roquan smith that we'll get to in a sec so just want to make that clear for everyone out there um, if your player is not activated off the pup by August 23rd, then it goes into the regular season and they will have to miss four games to start out the season. But if they come off any time before that window on August 23rd, they're able to play right away. It's not that big of a deal. So guys, I feel like we needed to get that out there, right? Because of how many players, there's awesome. a lot of people freaking out. Yeah, honestly, I didn't even know that those rules. It's really nice. I just know that in Dynasty, I've just been making moves and loving to see some free agent action. And I feel like this is the time where people start uh, paying a little more attention to their Dynasty leagues that they've been uh, lacklusterly looking after. uh, Like fools. They should be doing that shit all year. Well, the problem, I think, really, it really hit its apex to start this offseason when they put Michael Thomas on the pup and immediately everybody you know, put that out there like, oh, here we go again. Oh, here we go again. I turns mean, out my turns out Michael to Thomas. To be fair, to quote Josh is fair. Well, no, but to, it turns to out Michael Thomas will be back at practice tomorrow. Oh. He's been activated and we'll be will able to play. He, though? I will literally believe He's it there. when I see it. I I don't I don't care. I still will believe it okay. when I see well, it. We'll get into the Saints in a bit. We'll talk about some NFC North action, but that's fine. Yeah. But I'm just saying Michael Thomas was one of those the people that really like set a lot of people off and he'll be at practice this week. So no big deal. It's fine. Like the pup list right now means nothing. So is Michael Thomas fine? <laughs> okay. Well, we can Sorry. we can debate that until well, we'll get to the Saints. Don't worry. We'll get there in a second. <laughs> All right. On to the next bit of news because we needed to get that out there into a little bit of a sad piece of news, and that is John Mechie's diagnosed with leukemia uh, this off season. He said he put on Twitter he's going to miss the entire 2022 season uh, trying to recover from this. Luckily, they caught it early. So they can get a chance to fight it right away. But guys, John Mechie out for the season. What are we? Uh, what are our thoughts? Yeah, I honestly, I really like the idea that the NFL might have saved this man's life. I mean, there's a chance that he might not have noticed this for a little bit longer. And I mean, I imagine this happened through, or they caught it throughout. You know, the rigorous testing that they do for players' health. So, uh, I guess win for the NFL, but uh, definitely a loss for Houston Texans and John Mechie. And, Honestly, just kind of wishing him a speedy recovery here. Yeah, it's, he's really gotten the crap under the stick there. He had the, the ACL, he had the injury, and then he comes back and he gets this. But we wish him all the best, and it's absolutely horrible news. Um, from a fantasy perspective, I mean, Brandon Cook's to the moon uh, with this one because, you know, they don't have anyone else. I mean, you could say Brevin Jordan's going to be there, Nico Collins. But, I mean, Brandon Cook's is going pretty late right now. 
and he could be an absolute monster for you. I've been drafting him an underdog an awful lot. He's he'll be a good asset for that. I think Nico Collins, this will be a year for him to try out. Um, also, if you are playing Dynasty, do not drop him. He is not done playing football. He will, if, all intents and purposes, will recover and be okay at the end of all of this. So, like, don't drop him. It's not over. Like, he's still a good player. This didn't, you know, not going to take away from his talent that we know of. So, don't go overboard, you know, with the reactions. There's no reason to drop him. Keep him on your dynasty team. Put him in the IR spot, and you'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. Going on to less sad news, but kind of strange news, and that is James Ro- James Robinson was not put on the pup uh, headed into training camp. Guys, does this affect your ATN thoughts at all? Uh, doesn't affect mine because I've always thought James Robinson is going to take a large role in this backfield. I think everybody just naturally wants to give Etienne this, but you have to remember he has not played an NFL down yet. I think he will be fine. I don't think he'll quite be in like that Cam Akers situation where he just kind of never really recovers. I think Etienne will be absolutely fine. I just, I can't draft him as a RB2 even yet because of this, especially news, but just in general, James Robinson has been a rock for that team and there's no way they just, oh, we got Etienne now. You tossed aside. He's going to have a role. Um, I don't think it drops Etienne's stock too much, but I think that people won't be, you know, Joe basically won't be reaching for him as much. I don't know. Hate to put words. I will well. be. I okay. will be. Yeah. <laughs> Etienne was a first round pick. Um, he's an absolutely explosive player. James Robinson was an undrafted free agent who had a good story and did pretty good. Shad Khan, knowing his ego, he put D.D. Westbrook out there. He had them featured forever. He's not going to not feature his number one pick here. And even if Doug Peterson wants to play there, I like James Robinson as a player, but ETN is the workhorse in that offense. I'm so high on him. I'm in the clouds. Have you seen Doug Peterson's coaching style? To say workhorse running back and Doug Peterson in the same sentence is just really hard to imagine here. Right, but aside from Shady, who has he really had that's – he didn't have, I don't think he had Shady. He had he didn't. Jonathan Taylor, LeGarrette Blunt, and young Miles he Sanders. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor. Oh, not Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Jordan Howard. My apologies. No, Jordan Jesus Howard. Christ. Well, hey, none hey, of those Jonathan guys Taylor? are as talented as ETN. So, boom. Uh, yeah, that's fair enough. I, I, I also think that this could potentially be like a James Robinson is just going to be trained, like, you know, working out during the preseason, and they could put him on the pup going into the season. So it's just something to monitor, but it did kind of take everybody by surprise that he was even able to practice, that they were willing to put him out there in that respect. So yeah, the Achilles used to be so devastating to any player, and now we're seeing him pop right back. Not as yeah, hopefully not, not as pop again. Hopefully oh, not. Yeah, bad don't, choice of words. Don't pop anything. Okay. All right. Well, today we are finishing up our division previews. This is it, guys. We're finally here at the end, and we end in the NFC South. Um, wish we were ending on a better note, but yeah. you know, not going out with a bang there. Here we are. So Josh, let's get the saints marching in. So the new Orleans saints, uh, had four straight years of double digit wins under, um, drew Brees and, uh, our boy, Sean Payton. Um, last year they had a miraculous nine and eight, which looking at the record, I was like kind of shocked when I went back. I was like, okay, 2021 wasn't as bad as it looked. Um, so do you think that this is the year that they get back to double digits? Yeah, possibly. Uh, I'm personally not sure possibly. about it. Um, it's going to be an interesting team with Sean Payton gone. Um, also, obviously, there's a lot of dead money on this team, too. 
Um, and I honestly feel like the main the main answer to this question lies within whether or not Michael Tom Thomas, for one, plays again, and two, can regain any sort of form from the past few years. Um, he is two years removed from being a relevant fantasy star and whatever his injury was uh, or multiple injuries. I'm still not even 100% sure. Foot? Question mark. Um, and yeah, news is saying he's back at the moment. Um, he, like Billy just said, we he will be here. Um, I just... I don't really know um, what kind of fantasy relevant players are on this team because well, we'll get into it. But anyway, uh, there is about 5,000 yards on this team just waiting to be claimed. So it, it should be someone. I just, I personally don't feel comfortable telling you it's one person. So uh, let's start with the QBs. Uh, we got Jamie Swinston. Um, he is currently QB 20, which is a just absolute steal. Um, he is finally healthy. Hopefully. I mean, he's kind of getting back here. Um, and surrounded by a cast of a uh, loaded, loaded players. So, um, I'm kind of, he's definitely my favorite of any saint to be rostered on any fancy team, mainly because you don't have to spend more and there's less questions surrounding him. Cause we all know Taysom Hill, uh, is not the best quarterback in the world. So he's not really going for the competition here. So, um, speaking of Taysom Hill, he is actually currently quarterback 40, which they're saying he's going to be a tight end this year, but there will be some design quarterback plays. He is absolutely undraftable until he gets to keep his tight end designation and, and somehow Winston gets injured. So um, unfortunately I feel like most fans football apps will probably update his status as QB if that time comes. Uh, but if you get that one week of him being a tight end as a quarterback, I, I don't think he really did all that well, but you know, still 12 points or whatever um, getting into the running backs, uh, huge question mark surrounding this running back core Alvin Kamara going running back five last year. You're probably also scorned with this guy. Uh, he is currently running back 15. So for the time being, his, uh, you know, RB1 status is gone. So the talent level kind of dries up around him whenever he's being drafted. So personally, don't mind getting him in his current ADP. But if you had him last year, I completely understand why you don't want him. Uh, the biggest problem is we don't know how long the suspension is going to be. So if this team regains its form, which it has the talent to, Kamara could have a great year. I assume his suspension will be less than a few games so uh, i don't think he'll have like a half season or anything but we'll see as that news comes out um uh, and then mark ingram is basically going undrafted right now at uh, adp of 179 he is running back 60 um and i personally think this is a mistake whether you're going zero running back from the start or just want some quick points to start the season i think ingram is that guy to get that good start um unfortunately kamara's suspension will probably be announced before most people's drafts uh should be coming pretty inimminent at this point. Um, but he should see an immediate bump at that point once the suspension is officially announced. But at the moment at running back 60, uh, ADP of 179, I'm all about getting, uh, Mark Ingram. Uh, and then behind them too, there's not a whole lot of, uh, redraft stars, but there are some dynasty stashes. Tony Jones, uh, kind of been a disappointment, but could see his role oh, increase. No, it's Abram Smith. No, that's I, I know Tony Jones is still on the team though. Yeah, yeah. but he's not, I understand that. I was going to get there. Looks really oh, okay. bad. Calm down. I said there's a few options for dynasty stashes. Okay. Jesus. I think he's <laughs> playing this year, by the way, Abram Smith. But that's. I literally was about to say his name. If you want to give me a second here, but all right. My anyway, bad. back My to bad. it. They did pick up undrafted free agent Abram Smith, who Billy had to interrupt um, and should make the roster. Uh, I'm not really holding my breath on him um, because he. He, he's not James Robinson. He's probably not going to come in and be the undrafted free agency, not to mention, or undrafted running back. Not to mention there is Alvin Kamara still to be a problem. So um, 
Mark Ingram is my guy at this point, especially in redraft. In Dynasty, for sure, grab Abram Smith. He should be taken by somebody. Um, and then Dwayne Washington and Malcolm Brown are nothing to write home about. So I, won't, I, I want Tony Jones to be a thing, but I don't really think it's going to be a thing. Um, anyway, go ahead. Talk about Abram Smith. What do you guys I can't. I, I finally, I didn't know we were even going to disagree like this <clears throat> wow. on any of these teams right now. I'm disagreeing wholeheartedly. First yeah. of all, I think Mark Ingram might end up being cut from the team. Like that's a very real possibility to save on his contract. He could end up being cut on the team. And I think that puts Abram Smith in a very favorable position, depending on how training camp goes to potentially be the starter while Alvin Kamara is suspended. So I, I'm really high on Abram Smith. I feel like he's going real late. And I would say with a strong training camp, he could be the exact right guy to fill the James Robinson undrafted free agent role. But that, hey, I know Tony Jones isn't taking it. So Abram Smith from uh, Baylor, who used to be a linebacker, by the way, played get linebacker in 2020 and then switched back to running back in 2021. I think he could be the guy. That's just me. I think he's. I think this year he could be relevant. At the just... Senior Bowl, Abram Smith looked awesome. He was catching him really good out of the backfield, catching him in stride, good rusher. He looked awesome at the Senior Bowl. I was very impressed with what I saw. Tony Jones, no. After what <laughs> I saw last year, man, what do you have, like 16 rushes? You can tell who got burned by Tony shit. Jones. Yeah, yeah, I was definitely so tell the Tony Jones. <laughs> okay, come out, come out. I, I I understand the hype for Abram Smith, and I understand that there is hype surrounding him. But what what do you think is going to happen? Like, do you think he's just going to take Kamara's role? Kamara's going to be out for what two, three games? Like, I don't think. No. I mean, no. I just but think he's he, going to be relevant. I mean, Mark Ingram's still relevant when Alvin Kamara's out there. Yeah, we saw Kamara get hurt last year, and we saw them try to run Tony Jones, and he didn't do good. So they brought in Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram looked okay. I mean. If but you're looking for just... a talented backup, handcuffs type situation, it's, Abram Smith's your guy. He kind of plays the same role as Kamara. He's not draftable in redraft unless they cut him. No, he's, we didn't say he was. But That's what I said, though. I, I still think he's draftable. I think when they wasting a roster spot if you're. As if soon you're... as they cut Ingram, Smith is the guy that you are immediately. I'm just saying, if you're playing like. If they cut ball, Ingram. I know. Okay. Are you listening to camp news? Are you drinking the Kool-Aid right now? I'm not drinking any Kool-Aid. I'm saying he is a cut candidate because his contract is very cttable if Abram Smith comes out of training camp looking good. I that, that's don't think will. they feel that comfortable running just <laughs> Abram Smith, Which though. will. All right. Anyway, let's get to the fucking wide receivers. <laughs> I fucking hate you guys. All right. Uh, this. Ugh. All right. Anyway, like I said, wide receivers. Uh, this leaves more questions than answers, personally. I... I, the ADP is not terrible for these three. Um, let's start off with uh, Jarvis Landry. Oh, never mind. Uh, Michael Thomas was how I had it, but that's who Joe had pulled up. So Michael Thomas, uh, his current ADP is 77 uh, as wide receiver 35. Um, I think that'll bump up, especially as camp news arrives. But I'm personally done waiting for Michael Thomas to come back. Uh, his two-year mysterious hiatus that he took from the, the team. I personally think this... Yes, he was injured. I'm not saying he wasn't, but I think this was a, hmm, Drew Brees isn't playing. I don't want to play anymore. I, <laughs> I want stats, and I'm not getting them from James Winston and Taysom. So I personally think it's a big baby right now. I am not excited about drafting him. If he's there, I might end up with a share of Michael Thomas somewhere. Um, so two years ago, he had 1,700 yards. I don't think you're getting that again, ever. Um, if he is truly back and healthy, he could easily be a boom past his ADP of 77, but I just... 
I'm don't get too hyped up. We did this last year where, okay, he was out for a year. He's coming back. And then he just didn't. I, and I don't, I don't really know any real news behind that. I don't know if any of you guys have anything to actually add to what happened to Michael Thomas. I hate Michael Thomas. Exactly. We'll never, we'll never know. Exactly. So it's a bunch of, it's a bunch of bull. I, I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not a Michael Thomas. Owner. If you, if you go, if you want him, sure, go get him. Um, Jarvis Landry, uh, pretty interesting to me. Um, wide receiver 54. I think you can't really blame all his like past, past underlies on him uh he was phenomenal at miami and then he got into cleveland which he was completely underutilized i don't know if that was due to aging or just poor management by the browns all around or baker mayfield uh he never really did live up to that expectation though that he had in from miami where he was a slot receiver getting 100 catches a game or 100 catches a year or so uh, but if any team could use some wide receiver depth it is the saints um so let's hope for a resurgence here what'd you say mel i was just saying he was fine year one it was okay. It just it wasn't what he came out. Twenty eighteen, I think. Like that was, yeah, he was good that year. He didn't turn out to be what he was. Whenever no, everyone no, thought yeah. So anyway, um, Olave, the new rookie, the brand new shiny toy. I'm very intrigued by this, and um, I really was heavy on him until Landry was added to the receiver room. But at the same time, I think he'll be fine. Uh, his speed is super awesome. Uh, Four point two, I think, at the combine. Um, so it's very intriguing for this team that was, which is pretty much lacking speed. Michael Thomas, if he does come back, he's that kind of slot guy. Landry is also a slot guy. And then there's no stretch the field guys because they have Traquan Smith and then a bunch of names that don't do anything. Um, current ADP is wide receiver 47. Um, ADP, I guess, is 111. He is wide receiver 47. So pretty excited about him. And then don't draft Traquan Smith. Uh, don't even <laughs> pick him up. Don't, just like, <laughs> if someone gets injured, just don't pick him up. They'll be fine. Jameis Winston hates him. So. <laughs> Yeah, and then tight ends, just to touch on them uh, real quick. Uh, Adam Troutman, uh, he scares me personally. He's tight end 27. I know everyone wants him to be good, but with Taysom Hilling around, I can't get too excited about this guy. So um, Taysom Hilling I, I don't know. Could be an interesting tight end three if you have a large bench uh, league, but I don't think he's really draftable. He could be a good fill-in here and there, but he has like one good game his entire career. So That's a good point. Juwan Joe, Johnson looked good for one game last year. He sure did. He did look yeah. good for that one game. Anyway, Joe, your boy, Joe, your boy Kevin White's on the team. He I is know. on the team. I didn't even want to touch on because there's way too many. Well, I just like remind, reminding Joe that Kevin White's on the team. You just like dragging my soul through the dirt, man. Good old second <laughs> round pick that really panned out for you guys. <laughs> it's upsetting. Mm, sad times. Anything to add to that receiver room? I feel like we kind of touched on No, the I hated Olave coming out of college, but he landed in a great spot to maybe make something happen. So for that reason, sure. Um, just I feel like there's question marks still with him. I, I How can you be the third best receiver on your college team and then be the number one on another? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Just, I feel like he was in kind of that be me. dead zone of dynasty drafts too, where it was like eight. I think you traded. You actually traded me your eighth pick because you're like, mm, but I don't. Do I want a lave? Sure, but not really. I'll take her first next year. I just uh, there's holes in the game that I don't like. In I redraft, this, I don't think I could go a lave at 111. I could, in the tenth round. I could tenth round. I probably will make that mistake at least in one league that I'm in. But I think you're talking about your wide receiver four though. Like, <clears> I mean, sure, there's other options. Yeah, I guess around, the upside there. There's upside. I think there's upside to all three of these guys. I just don't know who it is. So I'm not going to come out and say it's Michael Thomas or Landry or Alave. I just, that's the one I like the most just because if he goes higher than the 10th, that is dynasty brain from somebody in the league that plays in dynasty league. You'll be able to point that person out immediately because they'll be like taking him in the eighth and they'll be like, 
holy shit, dude, calm down. That's that's not an eighth round wide receiver you're taking there. But you know that happens every brain time. Affects everybody differently. I mean, that's where Sky Moore and Christian Watson are going to end up going. I mean, yeah, we're talking about the same three guys who might have good opportunities to be there. Jamie's does like to throw the deep ball though, so I mean, they're Michael Thomas ain't catching it because I don't think he catches balls anymore. Uh, and then Landry, <laughs> he's not really a deep ball receiver. So if there is someone catching a deep ball, it's Olave or maybe one of the five guys below him. But my favorite thing about the Saints is Kamara is now an end of the second round, early third round mm-hmm. pick. Mm-hmm. And that is insane. That oh, is man. value, value, did, value. I did you ever that. think you'd see Kamara, Saquon, and Zeke in the third round? No. It's like, a weird year, man. No, it's a very strange which, year. If if you okay, real quick to to put this into to place, who would you rather have this year, Kamara, Saquon, or Zeke? I think Zeke's probably out. So Kamara or Saquon? Kamara. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Saquon is intriguing to me because if he can Saquon's stay healthy, so there's no one coming for his job. Kamara, like you guys said, Abram Smith's coming for his job, undrafted free agent. My head, head it just might. Let's get off the Saints. Let's do some defense real quick and get out of here. Um, so we got Demario Davis, who five straight years of 100 plus tackles. Uh, he's doing it again. Uh, not much behind him or around him to take away from him. Uh, so I think a guy who's worth uh, worth his draft stock, which is honestly kind of hard for me for IDP. But uh, after the top few linebackers get taken, he will be there and you'll be fine with him slipping to you. So uh, I'm thinking second, third round. Once again, there's no good IDP rankings. We need to come out with ours. Um, and then Pete Werner, um, solid rookie season, 80 tackles. Um, he should have a great season again. Um, I think this is another thing of the dynasty mindset and people are going to be drafting him a little too early in ADP just because that's what they do. Young guys. And I'm like, it's redraft. You, you don't have to get a second year guy, but he does have a chance to break over that hundred yard, hundred tackles, hundred tackle mark. Uh, but I'm not, not stoked, I guess. I don't know. Um, and then Cam Jordan, the ageless wonder, uh, he's still good for sacks. He's averaging 12 sacks per year the last like five years. So you're getting him still. And I don't think he's super expensive because he is getting older. Uh, and then Davenport on the other side actually came off a nine sack campaign. And if both of these guys stay healthy, should both be good for about double digit sacks. So you're nine drafting sacks in 11 games. Yeah, you're going to draft. He's my dynasty buy right now. Yeah. I and you're getting him lower than Cam Jordan, most likely. Oh, yeah. Well, and not in Dynasty, but in redraft. Yeah, people are really down on Davenport. He's going really freaking late. So, mm-hmm. well, he landed up on the pup and everybody freaked out again about <laughs> oh, Davenport's on the pup. What do you think that means? Uh, he's time done for time to pup the brakes a little bit. Yeah. yeah. He did it. Pup I love a good pun. The man. brakes. I love that. Uh, anyway, into the D backs. Marshawn Lattimore, the best cornerback in the league, is not fantasy relevant stop drafting him um no i'm just kidding he's not terrible but just don't draft him quick did you say into the d-bags 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 okay. <laughs> whatever one of the one of the other uh tyron matthew uh this is one of those guys who his name outweighs his actual fantasy production kind of like Lattimore. um you will get some big games from him but if he gets that interception and sack he'll get six tackles a game but i just i think in idp he's gonna go too high for me he always does um and then marcus may i think is the real safety you want on your team here after an injury marred season last year uh he was averaging eight tackles a game in like seven eight games um and honestly may has a chance to stack some points on the saints team that just always seems to have a lot of points scored against them so he's gonna be getting those tackles plus you don't have to spend high draft capital on him i got him late in dynasty leagues because he's only like 28 so 
And then I can't go through this without talking about my boy Smoke Monday. Um, he only smokes on Monday, and I'm hoping he gets some uh, some big games in Monday Night Football because Smoke Monday will be a very fun topic to talk about. Uh, but he's basically waiting in the wings at this point. I think he's got a few years to develop, really. But um, I, I just love him, man. I drafted him in my Madden team. I was super excited to get him. It's a good name. Yeah, that's give my me, defense. Anyone give, anyone? give me the honey badger. That's all I'm saying. I just I, I I'm not saying he's bad. He's just a he's a 75 tackle a year plus some sacks and defense. Like he does a lot of the big points and he'll have those good games. But you're also your your floor is five and that floor comes more often than you think. And you like you like your DBs to have those your D bags to have those splash plays though. That's just it's true. It's true. I'm more of a consistency tackle kind of guy. Like Jalen Thompson was my guy last year for that exact reason. 130 tackles. I know what I'm getting from him. I'm getting yeah. eight to nine points a game, and like that's just that's just like what he's getting. I just those three point games that he gets two tackles just hurts me a little bit. Anyway, that's the Saints. Oh. Anyone got any additions to that defense that they need to come clean about? I don't. Um, if you need a kicker, Will Lutz is that guy. So it's a good kicker. Uh, he's a stud. Great kicker. Anyway, New Orleans over under is eight. All right. We got Atlanta, Tampa Bay, Carolina, Minnesota, the Seahawks, the Bengals, the Cardinals, the Raiders, the Ravens, the Steelers, the Rams, the 49ers, the Buccaneers, the Falcons, the Browns, the Eagles, and the Panthers. I don't know. That was tough. I actually like kind of like got caught up in the middle of that se- middle of that season there. The middle well, of that th- season. I don't think they beat Carolina twice, um, which is the problem here. I think they beat Atlanta twice. But the problem is uh, their their defense lets up so many points. They have talent there, but the defense always seems to be in the bottom ten. Dude, so week six to week thirteen is. I didn't hear a win. And then they got win and then out on the Eagles and the Browns there. Wow. I'm gonna go with under just because I have a feeling one piece. I, I just I'm this this is me banking on Michael Thomas not being Michael Thomas ever again. Yeah, I think the offense will be under. fun, but I don't think they're gonna win. I think yeah. there's fantasy points here to draft, but I just I'm not excited for their win total. Me neither. Well, speaking of not exciting at all, let's go to Atlanta. Yeah. Um. So this is a tank team. I don't want to. Oh, it's not. Um, let's just cut through everything. It's it's a tanking team. They are going for a quarterback in the draft uh, next year, I believe, and I think they're going to have one of the top two picks. But for fantasy's sake, let's talk through it a little bit. Uh, we'll start with the quarterbacks. So there's a, a, a duo here of Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter, uh, QB 30 and QB 34, respectively. We'll talk about Mar- Mariota first. Um, I think this will be your best chance at getting any kind of fantasy value on this. I'd say Superflex League, he's at least – usable in that situation i mean clearly people don't think so based on his current uh adp but i still think Mariota has something in the tank he was not that he wasn't bad for the raiders last season he really wasn't i think i still think he was um you know i mean he, he did not play very much he only played i think one game and he yeah, was that fine. one pass for four yards was pretty great <laughs> well fair enough I, I feel like he played more than that but i guess not maybe I'm it was the year before that you're thinking of i think he actually okay filled in. well great that's even better for my argument then yeah two years ago he was great i mean for his fill-in duties um but anyway so he gets another chance in atlanta to show something i don't think that he is going to be a starter in the league very much longer but you know who knows maybe he shows something but in case he doesn't right and right in the wings is desmond ritter so he is a quarterback coming out of cincinnati 
Um, if you listen to the other uh, show on this feed, Dynasty Tailgate, uh, we talked about Desmond Ritter the entire season. He is good at a lot of things. He is great at nothing. So, I mean, he, can he try to make, you know, he's like a gamer of sorts, but he's not very good um, at quarterbacking. So there was a lot of people trying to say he's going to be, a, you know, eventually a first round pick, which that didn't happen. And eventually going to be a, a starter in the league for years to come. And I don't think that's going to happen either. Um, he was terrible at the senior bowl. There was really nothing good there either. So this quarterback situation, nah, nah, nothing. I'm- I'm actually excited, and I'm not like telling you to go draft him in fantasy, but I'm actually excited for Marcus Mariota to have a shot with a young and up and coming team. I mean, not uh, up and coming is hard to say, but uh, they do (laughs) have they do have some talent there. Um, It's not great talent, and it's very young talent, but it could be fun for him. And Mariota is still a pretty mobile guy, so I think that he does add something there. And then I don't think Ritter plays this year. If he does, it's because Mariota is doing terrible, but I think Mariota will do just good enough to keep the job as long I, as he yeah. stays healthy. I absolutely disagree Possibly. with you on that. I think Marcus Mariota, I mean, you're, you're on a team that is clearly tanking. Like Billy said, they are going to see what they have in Ritter before they burn one of these top picks next year. So they're going to give Ritter some run there. And then, the See worst case does. scenario, the worst case scenario for them is that Ritter, Ritter is decent because yeah, then they're going to be. I think by to... week six, week seven, I think you see Ritter in there. Yeah, that's that. It's going to be a disaster either way. Oh, but... I I disagree with that. If they, if anything, it's at the end of the season. I think Mariota does just good enough to keep them at like five hundred to start the season. Like they, they don't want to be five hundred. I understand that. I understand that, but they're still going to go out there and play football. They're not just going to go out there to lose games. There's only a few people on this team that actually want to be on the team. Very, very few. Believe me, um, we're, we'll get through this, and t- uh, we'll explain the ones that want to be there and the ones that are just desperate, and uh, the ones that don't want to be there. Nabbed to Russell Wilson. Wait till we get draft. to the defense. The linebacker Deion Jones is wanting to out of the t- out of the team right now. Like literally, yeah, because they, the, the veterans the, right the veterans want to win championships. They understand that this is not a championship team. They are not going to go out there to lose, though. I, I like I I know they're I a lose. Team. I don't think they are, but I think the management is. So if they are winning with uh, Mariota, I could easily. There's see no right way they can pull Mariota if they're winning. That would be like all right. Never mind. All right. They're not going to win, so it's they, let's, I, exactly. I don't think they're going to win either, so it's it's really a moot point to be honest. But I mean, there's still get, a bottom ten team, one hundred percent. Bottom four team, bottom three team. Like this is terrible. All right, let's get on the running backs. We have the oldest man in the world, Cordell <laughs> Patterson. Um, he had a miracle season last year, guys. I don't want to. He was a top ten running back, and that was the most shocking revelation ever is that Joe's Bears used Cordell Patterson wrong all those years. Like that was the biggest releva- revelation of last season. It um, shocks you that the Bears used the player incorrectly, it, Billy? No, it, it shocks me that they had him on the team and he still like they still couldn't even get this this out of him. The Falcons. To be Bruce. fair, he was on like nine teams before the Bears got him. So Yeah. But, well, they and that's true. Yeah. Minnesota Vikings, he was at least fun returning punts. The Vikings used him right in the past like game three at least. games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> anyway, so the, no, he was using the past game pretty good for his rookie in first few years. But anyway. Yeah. He wasn't did nothing memorable at the Vikings. Let's get other to the fun running punts. back. Well, anyway, Cor- Corla Patterson is going as RB thirty six right now, dirt cheap. He's one of those guys you you can stash on your team if you really really did not go running back at the beginning. You went zero RB. He's the perfect guy for that to fill out your team. But uh, not nothing. He's not going to get better. It's only going to get worse. But 
Let's move on to Tyler Aljair. Aljair? I don't know how to say his name still. I say Aljair, but I don't um, know if that's right. Yeah, he's coming from BYU. Josh's favorite running back to ever exist because of his 1,600 yards at BYU last season. Heck yeah, man. Um, that's impressive. That's a blue I, field. It's hard to I run that I think this could be our running back to watch this year as somebody who could you know, make a dynamic move to be a starter, like the sole starter on the team. Um he was he was pretty good at BYU. wasn't over overly special. Very good grinder guy, but I think that he could be a good starter for this team, and he could be the running back of the future if all else fails. I mean, that I, I still think they could go into the draft next year for a running back, but you know, we'll see. Um, also, one I was thinking of what? Boise State. I thought BYU. I was thinking it was the Blue Field. Never mind. No, not the Blue Field. Sorry, guys. I, I appreciate that. No. Um, and then we'll just mention Damian Williams, another running back from the Bears that needed another place to go. And he's going as RB86. I always kind of like Damian Williams. I still will argue he was the MVP of the Chiefs Super Bowl. I don't, I, and there are a lot of people are going to still say Pat Mahomes, but I don't. I think it was Damian Williams. And I still think he was good. I mean, he, he was not that good for the Bears last season, but he also, I don't think, played that much to solidify his spot because of david montgomery so this could be a chance for him to also show something but as being you know 30 years old with a starting running back is 31 years old it's kind of just we're just running out the clock here on a career sadly um anyway so that's the running back room for the atlanta falcons um the wide receivers for the falcons now this is where it gets only a little bit more exciting and that's because drake london is the uh rookie wide receiver there coming from USC. He was my favorite wide receiver last year. He's like really freaking special. And I think what could end up being a disaster for this team is that he could elevate one of these two quarterbacks, potentially Ritter into being a much better quarterback than they are supposed to be because Drake London is just that big of a freak of nature. I mean, six, four, and he played slot receiver. He played outside. He could play anything and he has the best hands of anyone in this past class, in my opinion, um, the man catches or insane. Cannot wait till they throw up the footage of his, uh, some of his games. Cause they were spectacular. He did get injured in the middle of last season. It seems like he was good going into the draft. We'll see what training camp brings, but, um, they would be best to be cautious this season. Um, anyway, the rest of the wide receiver room, Brian Edwards, wide receiver, 94, Best thing I can say about Brian Edwards is that he played with Marcus Mariota a little bit in Oakland. Um, uh, not not Oakland, Las Vegas, I, I guess. <laughs> I feel like Brian Edwards is one of the guys that they kept thinking was going to be the guy, but Ruggs ended up being the guy before he wasn't the guy anymore. Uh, but yeah, Brian Edwards, everyone kept saying, he's going to be great, he's going to be great. And like we just kept waiting for it. And it was like, he was okay last year, uh, 500 yards. I mean, he still has a chance. He's not like he's done yet, but. I could see some talent here. I mean, Brian Edwards good... coming into the league was much better than Brian Lee. Brian Edwards actually in the league. Like it's just, it's it hasn't been a good start, it's but this two is, years. yeah, I know. And this is a good fresh start for him because this team literally has no wide receivers behind him of note. So this is a good chance for him to actually get some playing time. So yeah, it brings us. Thank you, Joe, to Olamide Zacchaeus. I feel like he's been on this team for about 30 years, even though he's only been in the league three years. Uh, he's going as wide receiver 155. He's not somebody that you're going to, use on the team i don't think that i don't think this is going to be the year olamide zacchaeus is finally the guy that you drafted him to be a couple years ago when you heard about him um so i don't think he's anybody that you're going to want on your team i don't think there's a wide receiver on this team other than drake london that you're going to want on this team 
Auden Tate's a guy to monitor. I mean, you're not drafting him early, but he kind of got overshadowed by all of Cincinnati's wide receivers. And I'm not even saying this year, but next year, Auden Tate could have a decent He did. Chance. And I just kind of want to go through the rest of the names on the, the depth chart. So Auden Tate, uh, Kaderil Hodge, Damier Bird, uh, Geronimo Allison, finally figured out where he has been all these years, Cameron Batson. Like, it's the bunch of those guys where you picked them up in week 14 because, like, somebody was injured, and you're just like, holy shit, I got to put somebody in. And pretty much the Falcons just collected them all, like the Infinity Stones, and, like, they just are putting them all on their team because they can have maybe one good game. But other Frank Darby's it, still there. He was he was every analyst's wet dream, like, five years he, ago. He was. Um, but anyway, a total – just a disaster year, of, sorry. Of, of, a, <laughs> of a room. It seems um, like it's been so long since football's been going on. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, let's okay. talk about him. Yep. Let's, let's get to the about only, let's get to the only relevant part of this team, and that is Kyle Pitts. So, first year in the league, he did get to a thousand yards, much to uh, the chagrin of Josh, who thinks that he should have gotten way more than a thousand yards. Even like that should have been uh, the touchdowns weren't really there, but I think this year could be the year that we turn that narrative around. Having Drake London out there will be mightily helpful. Um, I think drawing some attention away from the over blanketed shadow coverage of Kyle Pitts is exactly what the doctor ordered for him to actually be the guy that he was supposed to be last year. Um, still a freak of nature athlete. I, I still think he is the guy. I mean, I, I, I think he's drafted. He's going as wide or tight end three right now. I think that that is his ceiling. I don't think he could get any higher than that, but his best year ends up with him being tight end three. Uh, this year, for sure. Um, yeah. I, I just feel like my thing is is he's tight end three, and that's historically the tight end that's reached upon. Um, once Kelsey and Mark Andrews goes, I personally am taking Kittle over Pitts at this point if I was going to be reaching on tight end. I would like him if he was in that tight end five spot. Like Honestly, last year where he went in redraft was actually really nice for him. Obviously, mm-hmm. there was a lot of hype surrounding him. I think he went around sixth, seventh round. Uh, the problem with drafting tight end three that early is you're missing out on other important pieces. If you're getting Kelsey, yeah, completely understandable. Mark Andrews, do you think he's going to repeat that performance? Pitts, if he repeats his performance, he's still tight end six, tight end nine. You're not getting <clears throat> what you draft out of him. And that, that's my biggest problem with Kyle Pitts. I think he's great, and I think he will be great once they get an actual quarterback. But I think he will be peppered with targets. His Honestly, his big games, though, came from big plays, which is good. But you also need a little bit more... Uh, the targets there, honestly, I, I feel like we're a little lackadaisical for the only guy on the team. You have to imagine he gets more than one touchdown. Yeah, right. that's what I'm saying. Like the touchdown, Miles Sanders, the opposite touchdown regression. Like it, it, it has to come for Kyle Pitts next year. Um, um, this team does have a good future to look forward to. They get a let's, let's just say, let's just play this out. They have they tank, they get the number one pick, they draft a quarterback. Um, they got Josh's boy Calvin Ridley coming back next season. They got Drake London in place. They got Kyle Pitts. Like there, there's you know there is hope. It's just it's not this year. This is a tanking year. They don't want nobody wants to be there, and none more than the defense, who I will get to now. So we'll just start with Deion Jones. Currently, once out of Atlanta, he is seeking a trade. He has been put on the pup because there's you know they don't want to pay him. I'm sure, but they uh. Put him on the pup, and Deion Jones will probably be like a cowboy or something. Like, you know, they'll probably have to trade him away. Hopefully they get some decent draft compensation, but there's just not much you're going to want from him. All right, and that's the rest of the Falcons' defense. So, I, um, 
pretty <laughs> much some goodies in here. All goodies in here. Well, kind okay, Joe. Be careful. Uh, <laughs> Come on, man. Be Rashawn Evans uh, is a good linebacker. Uh, he he never really he only had a couple of splash plays last year. Zero sacks. He, All right, don't you be disrespecting Rashawn Evans. He was doing phenomenal for Tennessee for the last three years. He didn't okay, have the well, best did, year last year. He did year. okay. La- okay, well, what do you want me to say, Josh? You had an okay year last year. What do you want me to do? <laughs> you said um, he's not really that good. Last year, he did not have a good year. Sorry about it. Um, I would say, I mean, I'm not even going to, you know, nobody else on this team, I'm not even going to get into it. Other than the Michael Walker, Troy Anderson situation at uh, who's going to replace Deion Jones. So some people like myself are in the camp of Michael Walker taking that spot away from Deion Jones when he gets traded. Um, that's the camp I'm going to remain in because he's been with the team. So like, I think that that could mean something for him. Uh, but Troy Anderson got drafted in the second round this year. He is really good coming from, you know, I think he came from Georgia. Maybe he didn't. Um, uh, he from Wyoming. Wyoming, that's right. Yeah, Wyoming. I'm in the um, Troy Anderson camp. So <clears throat> yeah, I, I can tell. I, I, I know. I know, Joe. Um, but and, tr- and that could be how they go too. It'll be a training camp battle to watch. Uh, it's not, you know, a flashy one to watch for a lot of people. But us IDP players, uh, the starting linebacker for the Falcons is a good spot, um, and it's somebody to monitor as you go into your IDP drafts and redraft, but I think Rashawn Evans is the guy who actually replaces Deion Jones. So the other person just replaces He's... Rashawn Evans. Okay. Well, f- fair enough. Josh. We got Nick well, Kwiatkowski too. The, the starting, awesome. the starting position that's open will be filled by one of those two fellows. All right. Sassy. Uh, what about Richie Grant? Are we going to talk about him? He might eventually be good. Nope. I'm not talking I'm just saying, real quick for all you people that are touting Jelani Woods to be just a complete athletic monster of a human. And he's going to come in and be a, a tight end for the Colts. You got to be looking at Troy Anderson. I mean, this dude is as athletic as it comes from Wyoming. They breed linebackers. It all adds up, man. He's, he's your, he's your linebacker. Okay. Well, I mean, fair enough, Joe. I appreciate that. So anyway, that's it. And then if you need a kicker, Young Hoku, Young Waku is that guy. So, um, real quick, just a name to monitor: uh, Arnold Ebiketti, uh on the edge rusher side. I don't think that this is his year, but um, he might I, surprise things. So, it, it doesn't shock. It shouldn't shock anybody. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't like him coming out. Um, he can't, he went in the second round. We'll see. We'll see what they do. I, I just, we, this this team is such a disaster. They need so I much like help. what they're doing though. They're getting all these guys. So another one, Lorenzo Carter, kind of had a renaissance here with the Giants last year. Had five sacks. Philly's mm. not a He's big fan. Go. Yeah, I mean, dude, they're all yours. They're building through depth right now, and they're going to see who separates themselves. And they're setting themselves up for a good year next year. So I I'm excited completely agree. Them. I think that this team has talent there and it's young talent and i don't think yeah they're going to be great but there's still going to be some fantasy points to go around and honestly wide receivers on bad teams uh drake london might even be pretty relevant brian edwards could be who knows it'll finally be his year anyway finally. i feel like we talked entirely too long about the atlanta falcons so we did but we love their 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 over under is five i'm gonna smash that over i <laughs> Okay. Well, I'm not smashing under. it. I'm lightly pressing the button to go. Okay. Over. Well, I'm going Before under. Before you press any buttons, when they get to five, that's when the alarm bell should be going off. Saints, Rams, Seahawks, Browns, Bucks, 49ers, Bengals, Panthers, Chargers, Panthers, Bears, Commanders, Steelers, Saints, Ravens, Cardinals, Bucks. 
That was nope. tough. Oh man, they, they don't do it. They're not. There's no it. way they can't do it. There's no all way. Right, all right, I'll go with the push. If they get <laughs> with the push, if they get to five, they need to be firing someone. Like literally, that that will be an absolute disaster. Because literally, to get the top pick in this draft, you had to be, have what two wins, three wins. Like if you get to five, you're kissing that number one spot goodbye. And that they need a quarterback. I don't this know. Year, so three three wins is the first pick basically at this point. I don't think anyone's going zero and sixteen anymore. Yeah, but think. if they get to five wins, that's going to put them at pick five, maybe six. I think they'll be fine. I think the team's better than you, you're giving them credit for, but they're definitely not great. I, I just don't tank. I'm just tank trying team. to be nice to the Atlanta Falcons fans out there. I'm That's with fine. You. Them in Seattle. It's bad year for both teams. Yeah. Don't get excited. All right. On to the next one. Or yeah. we're doing. Let's roll it, man. Let's roll it. IDP Army. Hope you guys and gals are enjoying the episode we have for you today. We want to take a little break and tell you about our partners at Underdog Fantasy. Use the link in the description or the code IDPARMY when you sign up. They're going to give you a deposit match bonus of up to $100. And you can play all kinds of sports on Underdog Fantasy, not just NFL. They have NFL, NBA, MMA, PGA. They have everything. If you're in any sport, they generally have something there for you. Go check them out. Tell them we sent you. Go sign up for the Best Ball Mania 3 draft. That is their giant draft that they have every year. Best Ball draft. The winner of that this year is going to win $1 million. The total prize pool is $10 million. We've got content on the channel for it. We have episodes of the podcast for it. We have rankings for it. Go sign up for Underdog Fantasy. That's where we play best ball. Hopefully, we will see you in a draft. Thanks, and now back to the show. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back, Possums. Uh, In the break, we uh, fired our producer, so we will... We'll be more on point in the future. Nice. Well, I'm glad to hear that, everyone. Um, Joe, I'm going to take us to Carolina. Carolina. So the Panthers. Um, guys, uh, so we got Ben McAdoo as the offensive coordinator here. 
He's coming over to run the offense and will be running a West Coast style. Quick dropper, shotgun offense. He features the tight end a lot and the running backs a lot. So it's a really good thing when you have CMC on your roster. Mr. McAdoo. Um, the news, all the news. Baker Mayfield. Let's pull him up, man. He's Baker, Baker, up. Baker. He should do well in McAdoo's system, and he will definitely be an upgrade over Darnold. But what can we really expect here? His passing offense is all McAdoo's passing offense is always ranked top 10 in attempts. But that helps if you have Eli Manning and Aaron Rodgers. My bet is we see more pass attempts than Baker did with Stefanski. But in 2019, he had 538 attempts and turned that into 3,800 yards, 22 touchdowns, and 21 interceptions. Who knows what we're going to get here, but it's going to be better than Sam Darnold. Not overly excited about him, but he is QB 27, so you could do far worse taking him as a QB 3. I don't know. Whoever has three QBs on their (laughs) roster, (laughs) I'm not feeling it. Which brings us to the star of the show here, Christian McCaffrey, Mr. McCaffrey. He is RB2 right now in underdog. He is number two overall. Jonathan Taylor was the highest scoring running back last year. 371 PPR points. Oh, that's so cute. In 2019, McCaffrey scored 471 points and followed that up with 381. Well, in 2018, he had 381. In his four healthy games in 2021, he finished as a top four running back every time, averaging over 26 points per game the previous four seasons. Guys, having Christian McCaffrey is like having two players in one spot. He's an absolute cheat code. Absolute monster, upgraded line. They got Icky on the line there, and he is a semi-competent quarterback for the first time in a while. The Panthers are going to limit his touches, but he had almost 400 touches his last healthy season. We know the injuries are worrisome, but his upside is the best in the league, hands down. I have him at 101 in my rankings, and you should too. I know Josh does. Billy, how do you feel about Christian McCaffrey right now? Did you say I, 101? Yeah. All right. I love it. No, I, I, I've i been wanting to do that so hard for our rankings, but like people are very recency biased. And yes, it makes sense. He was over the last two games. The thing about Christian McCaffrey is he's healthy to start the season. And you know what he's going to do week one? Get 20 points. You know what he's going to do week two? Get 20 points. You know what he's going to do week three? He's either going to get 20 points or he's going to get injured. So I'll take the 20 points every time he plays, which is what he does. Um, can't say that it's a huge upgrade to quarterback position. Baker Mayfield is still a mediocre quarterback. I don't know why everyone gets so excited about him. Sam Darnold um, was just so shitty. I understand that it's an upgrade, but he doesn't have a decent quarterback. He isn't okay. This is like Sam Darnold plus. Like this is the you paid the two bucks to ESPN and you're getting the plus now. Um, a three thousand yard season isn't isn't going to win you any any. But games. in McAdoo's system that throws to the running back a lot. Talk about McCaffrey. How does that have to anything to do with? Because he talked McCaffrey about McCaffrey is one thousand yard, one thousand receiving threat every year he steps on the field. He's my one hundred and one. Sorry, were Nick there. Chubb and Kareem Hunt unusable in fantasy when Baker was there? No, no I, I was. That. I was correcting what he said. I don't think that Baker feels that big of an upgrade. He was talking about Christian McCaffrey when he said that. So here we are. I said a slight. I said semi competent. I don't. I don't know where you're getting that. I was he's all over better him than on Sam Darnold. I don't even know why this. I, I said he's slightly him. better than Sam Darnold. Well, he is way better than Sam Darnold. But all right, whatever. fuck Sam Darnold. Dante exactly. Foreman. RB62, he filled in admirably for Derrick Henry in 2021, and now he should have a role on this team pretty much every game. Uh, He'll be shifted into Spell McCaffrey, as he should be to keep him healthy. He did average 4.3 yards per carry behind a worse offensive line in Tennessee. So 
you know, 10, 15 touches per game are not outside the realm of possibilities here. He, where he's going right now is you, you should draft him, especially if you draft McCaffrey, you need to get Foreman here because Chuba Hubbard, Chuba Hubbard, however you say his name, he's going at RB 69, but he was very underwhelming last year. So Dante Foreman's your backup. I know Billy's on him. He's been on him for a long time. Hell yeah. So yeah, shout his name from the rooftops. You guys need no. to know about him and redraft. He is very, very draftable. I called this as soon as uh, Foreman opted out of Tennessee. I was like, yep, this, this the perfect spot for him to land is behind McCaffrey because if, if really? McCaffrey goes down, Foreman is an RB1, no question about it. Like he will be usable every week um, as an RB1. I think the best thing about Deontay Foreman is he is the big body to Christian McCaffrey's smaller body. I can't really say small because he's still a pretty big human. Uh, But the fact of the matter is they need this guy. They need a two back committee. They, they warn tour Christian McCaffrey. So I think that this will be, yeah, Christian McCaffrey is not touching the ball 400 times this year, but he's still Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. I like it. So we're going to get in the wide receivers here, but before I get into the wide receivers, this is Baker Mayfield in his best passing season. Jarvis Landry had three touchdowns. Rashad Higgins had four touchdowns. Austin Hooper had four touchdowns. Odell Beckham, who was injured, had three. Donovan Peoples-Jones had two. Kareem Hunt had five. Harrison Bryant had three. And David Njoku had two. DJ Moore, is, his best season is four touchdowns. I, I don't see it getting better than that. He's currently going as wide receiver 15. And he had another 1,000-yard season. Awesome. Yawn. <laughs> Baker Mayfield has never produced a solid touchdown wide receiver. I So let someone else draft DJ Moore. I, I like him as a player. I just I don't see it getting, getting better for him. I really don't. I know you guys do, don't agree with me, but we're going to move right on to Robbie Anderson. Wide receiver 69. He went from criticizing Baker Mayfield to saying he would retire if Baker was brought to Carolina. So now loving up on him, dude, give me a break. You had 519 receiving yards last year. I believe there's an argument to be made for drafting him, but I am letting someone else do it. I, I don't like Robbie Anderson here at all. Who I do like is Terrace Marshall. He is going as wide receiver 88. Real sleeper here. When was the last time an LSU receiver did not have a massive breakout their rookie year? I can't remember, but he was hurt going into training camp. And that hurt his rapport with the staff and the horrible quarterback, Sam Darnold, that he had. But now he has an opportunity to show what his 6'4 frame and speed can do. One of my huge breakouts here, scored 23 touchdowns in two years at LSU. Huge red zone threat for the Panthers. So even though Baker Mayfield's probably not going to get him that many, he can get a lot of yards, and he is an impressive player here. So I like Terrace Marshall. I 100% agree with everything you said, Joe. I don't know what you're talking about. DJ Moore gets four touchdowns. He's not getting eight. Um, and if he had eight, that's, that makes him that top 15 wide receiver, but he didn't. And I don't think he does. I think he does get his hundred yards. I'm not upset about getting him as much as you are, but I just, I'm not excited about, there's no upside his he's at his ceiling and that's where he's being drafted. Terrace Marshall actually got off to a really good start last year with his targets at the very least. I mean, for a rookie quarterback who was being thrown the ball from Sam Darnold. So, um, and then Robbie Henderson, I, I, th- I think we're all done with him. Please no. just be done with them. The sleeper on this team is like hiding right behind Robbie Anderson. That's, oh my God. Yep. It's Baker Mayfield's favorite wide receiver in Cleveland. That's Hollywood Higgins. I'm happy to see him yeah, that, uh, make an that, appearance on Carolina. That 12 points he got. That's just really a sleeper right there for me. Mm-hmm. Sleeper. I, I really wanted to bring up Rashad Higgins, but I, I can't. 
He had he had one good game, seventeen S- points. Oh, sleeper. there's some there's some good ones in there. Back when Baker remembered Baker, how to throw a ball. Baker's favorite wide receiver, man. He Dude, loved when y'all played DraftKings week one. Throw some Rashad Higgins in there and see what happens. It might be kind of fun. <laughs> That's funny. The other guy I want to touch on, Tommy Tremble. He's tight end 41. He did not have an impressive rookie season, but he did look impressive doing it. But Ben McAdoo's offense, during his time with the Pack and Giants, the tight end was featured massively. So I think Tremble is a very good value. And in Dynasty, I would be trying to make a move to acquire him. Ian Thomas is the other tight end on this roster, but he does not have the athleticism that Tommy Tremble does. So if I'm going to bank on one guy in this offense, it will be Tommy Tremble and... I'm pretty excited about that, actually. No one's really on him. You could probably get him for a shit of fourth right now. No one's paying any attention to him. I think you're the only person who owns him in any league that I'm in. So The new um, offensive coordinator for Carolina was a tight ends coach, so that could mean good yep. things for the tight ends on this team. Um, I'm not going to – I know you all are expecting me to have a huge Baker Mayfield is going to carry this team to the playoffs rant, but – That's really all not. I want to hear, Bill. I'm, I'm really – I'm not going to be there yet. I, I – I love that he is on this team. It seems like he's going to get a fair shot. Uh, at, if, if Sam Darnold ends up starting over Baker week one, I, I don't know what to say for Matt Rule. I think it was just never meant to be for you to be a head coach in the NFL. But, you know, here we are. Here we are. That's oh. it? That's all you got for Baker? I was excited. I'm not going to – I'm not. I'll let his play do the talking. How about that? Okay, that three thousand yard season is really going to be great. Looking forward to it. He's on a not. He's on a a better. You know, has a better running back in the backfield. Gonna have a better receiving core than he's ever had in Cleveland. He's got Rashad Higgins back. Got his got his favorite wide receiver on the team too. He doesn't have like four tight ends to waste though. That's gonna be a problem for him. Yeah, I think. Anyway, yeah, let's talk to you. Not for Tommy Tremble. You should you should go get him. Mm -hmm. Cheap. Just saying. You heard it here first. Mm -hmm. All right. So on to the defense. Um, Defense has a lot to be excited about here. Starting off with Brian Burns. He had nine sacks last year. He had nine sacks a year before. He is absolutely awesome. Um, he's getting he's getting better. He's getting into his prime here. So I love Brian Burns. He is going way later than your Nick Bosa's, Joey Bosa's, Miles Garrett's, TJ Watts, all of him. He is a value that could put up similar production right now. So I love getting some Brian Burns. Hassan Reddick had 11 sacks last year, and – there's a that's a hole to be filled on this team here. So, I mean, you got a mixture of Gross Matos, who is going into his third year. He should be better. You got Marquise Haynes Sr., who had three sacks last year and looked pretty good doing it there. And I like Frankie Louvu a lot. I think he kind of slips in there and starts picking up some of the slack of losing Hassan Reddick there. He looks really good. Uh, so I think he can uh, he can fill that role there. At linebacker, you got – oh, they also added Matt Iadonis this year, which I think could really help open up some rushing lanes on that defense because he is a force right there. But he is getting older, so we'll see about that. Uh, Shaq Thompson, he is, you know, he's the working man's linebacker. You know, every year he's got 100 <laughs> tackles, couple of sacks. He had two interceptions last year, which was oddly oddly good. But he's an LB2, LB3. Um <clears throat> You like having him. He is your he's your workhorse. He's your uh, I don't even know what running back to compare him to, but he's just a guy. He goes out there, he gets it done. Nothing too exciting on there. But uh, they also added Corey Littleton. Damian Wilson is, is on this defense now too. We're going to see them duke it out. Uh, hopefully, Corey Littleton can kind of return to what he did on the Rams. 
on there. He's my bank to win out that job uh, for, you know, the weak side linebacker on that one. So I like me some Corey Littleton. Jeremy Chin, hybrid linebacker. Awesome. Awesome. Get him on your team. 117 tackles in 2020 and 107 last year. He's, you know, I think the sacks and interceptions are coming for him. I really do. He just looks too good out there when he's playing. So definitely someone to keep an eye on. And they also added Xavier Woods at free safety, who had three interceptions last year. But there's a lot of pieces on this defense. There's some good value to be had on this defense. But how it actually shakes out in the linebackers is kind of tough for me to tell right now until we get some more camp news. Yeah, excited about Chin for sure. I think everybody is, though. So you're not getting him at a discount, but I think he's worth every penny you're drafting him for. Um, Shaq Thompson is currently on the pup list, but as Billy kind of told us earlier, that means nothing at the moment. So, uh, and then Brian Burns, I've been a fan of since week one, basically of his career. I think I actually got him a little Burns. Just, yeah. just a champ. Yep. Love Burns. Um, I just want to say Damian Wilson's also kind of the running or the, the working man's linebacker. I like that. That's, that's what he, that's at least what he was in Jacksonville. I mean, it, he's not special. So that's why I think you're right. Littleton could take that job because Littleton's at least shown in the past a little bit more. Um, but Damian Wilson also a working man's linebacker. <laughs> that's a great, that's a great term. Yeah. I like that a lot. Okay. Well, Carolina's over under is six and a half. Six and a half. Billy is smashing that over. What do you got, Bill? I, I seven and 10 is not a good season. So I definitely don't see it being out of the realm of possibility. Well, they're going to start it off with a Deshaun Watson list. Cleveland Browns revenge game. Revenge game, baby. That's- that's awesome. That's, That's a duh. Oh. Dude, honestly, you might actually draft Kings Baker Mayfield that game. You think Miles I'm telling you, Rashad Higgins Baker Mayfield do it. I was about to say, you think Miles Garrett just drills Baker like first <laughs> first? I, you know, I, they actually kind of it's like Miles. Each other, so. It's Miles Garrett it's though, Miles man. Garrett. No, no rule, no rulings out on that one. That's true. That's why anyway, they took Aki right away. That's They're that's like, a gosh, dub man. week one, by the way, because Jacoby Brissett sucks. So, what else we got, Joe? Week two, we got the Giants. Then it goes Saints, Cardinals, 49ers, Rams, Buccaneers, Falcons, Bengals, Falcons, Ravens, Broncos, Seahawks, Steelers, Lions, Buccaneers, Saints. Oh, fuck. It's yeah. right around that. That's, six, that's, that's, not, that's not it. Holy shit, man. That's a hard schedule. <laughs> yeah. right, time out. Cleveland also oh has Josh Rosen. I feel like we need to touch oh on that. Oh, my God. Like we talk We're not about talking about Cleveland or Josh Rosen. Right Chosen now. Rosen. Yeah, I know. No. Um, That's a dub for them. But the rest of that schedule is really hard. I cannot see them getting to seven. It all comes down to McCaffrey's health. They'll win seven games of McCaffrey's healthy the full season. Possibly. The they're, they're pulling some upsets. Baker is going to have to be better than what he was last year. Let's put it that way. I'm going to give him, I'm going to go over. I'm going to take the over here. Wow. I'm proud of you. I'm going I'm under. I'm going under. Reverse yeah, jinx, baby. Baker, Baker Mayfield's really good at getting seven wins. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong about that. All right. Well, let's finish it up in Tampa. Uh, this is, you know, let's end it with Tom Brady. Why not? So, Tom Brady, QB 10. Uh, in the, it, I, it's always a steal with Tom Brady. I don't know why he continues to go at QB 10. I guess it's because he's, you know, 44 years old. So, or 43, whatever, he, how old he is. Yeah. 75. I don't know. He'll still be QB 10 and he'll still be drafting them. Um, I think he could be easily, he could outdo that ADP very easily. I think the fact that he's falling into that QB slide late means that you still can wait on a quarterback and you'll be, you'll be okay because Tom Brady, 
being the 10th person taken, that means you're getting him at a very good spot in your draft, probably eighth, ninth round. And that is the perfect spot to grab somebody like Tom Brady because he's not going to be losing a step this year. I don't really see this being the year that he loses it. I know everybody's been praying on his downfall for these past couple of years, but ain't going to be this year. So moving on to the, the running backs, we got Leonard Fournette, or as we called him, you know, Leonard Donut. Uh, he came into camp 26 pounds lighter than they thought, um, which is good. Obviously, they thought he was going to be 260, cocked in about 234, I think, um, coming to camp. He's going as RB12 right now. I think that's about right. Um, I, I think that because I think his overall is about 24 or 25. I think the end of the second round or even beginning of the second round, it, anywhere in the second round is a good spot for Leonard Fournette. I think he could come back to prove that uh, right. And he is still a strong running back. He's finished as a top 10 line or a run back running back last year. So I don't think that there's any concern there. And with Tom back, I don't see how he loses that much of a step. Sure. The weight could be a problem, but I would just wait, you know, wait and see how camp goes because I think those, you know, pounds will be coming off shortly. But if those pounds don't come off, Rashad white would be the guy behind him going currently is RB 40. I think that that kind of ADP means that people kind of were concerned about Leonard Fournette. So I think that's what brought him up a little bit. Rashad white is me and Joe's favorite running back. Of I love him. Bowl. I favorite love him. running back taken in the draft probably. So I think that he's got a great future. I don't think it's going to be this year. He did come in at 23 years old. So that is a, a bit of a concern in dynasty, but as far as this year and the next couple of years, I think he could be a running back that, you know, you know, weren't really thinking of this year, but he ends up being somebody who is able to make an impact maybe this year, but perhaps years to come for sure. So wide, uh, on to the wide receivers. Mike Evans is the preeminent wide receiver on this team. He's going as wide receiver seven right now on underdog. Um, this, this is, I guess, your working man's linebacker because everybody seems to doubt him going into the season every single year, and he out like outdoes – your ADP thought every single year. So the fact that you're going to be able to get him at wide receiver seven, eight, nine, one of those spots, like he's going to return on investment um, unless there's an injury, but without injury, he's going to be a return on investment. I think Mike Evans is actually the biggest boom this year from his draft position because he was Tom Brady's touchdown machine and he doesn't have Gronk anymore. And I know he's not trusting Kyle Rudolph for those jump balls, but 13 exactly. and 14 touchdowns these last two years with Tom and with Godwin coming in injured. I mean, obviously he will probably be okay for the start of the season. If he's not, he misses a couple games. Mike Evans is just going to have monster games. And I think even the yardage goes up. I think there's just so many targets that go to Mike Evans, even with obviously Julio might take a couple of those, but we'll get in there. So yeah, I was about to say, we'll get to who I could think could be the touchdown vulture here in a second, but Mike Evans was really good last season, so don't oh, don't overthink it. That, that's really all I'm saying here. Don't overthink it. Mike Evans is still that guy, and he will continue to be that guy. Um, on to Chris Godwin, wide receiver 30. So he is coming off of an injury, but he began training camp kind of against – I think we were all kind of surprised at that because I thought he would be on Very the pup. Surprised. And I thought he that would go into the season, but he was actually cleared to play at, at training camp. So Chris Godwin I still think misses a few games going into the season but I don't think he misses as many as I anticipated him missing uh, back when he got injured last season and what I thought screwed up the contract, but ended up still getting a good faith contract from the Bucks. So 
I still think Chris Godwin at wide receiver 30 is a major steal because if he only misses one or two games, you're still getting Chris Godwin for the entire season. And without Antonio Brown there, Chris Godwin is going to have to be that guy who also picks up that slack. So, Dude, I listen think, to these targets from last yes. year. One game yeah. with 14, one with 11, one with 11, one with 12, 17 and 15 the two weeks before he got injured. I mean, Chris Godwin at wide receiver 30. Some of those, some of those games are like basically like Amari Cooper big games, but they're even his bad games are aren't terrible. You ten lot of tens, a lot of tens. His floor is really phenomenal. He had one game with four points, um, and that was his worst. And then everything else was nine, ten, twelve. So yeah, this. Sorry, I was just gonna say you're getting a lot for Godwin, especially at that price tag. But I, I just I have a feeling Mike Evans just takes the leap this year. You really are. Uh, I don't think the ADP is kind of quite caught up to this team. Like that includes Chris Godwin because I, I don't think anybody expected him to be available for training camp. So the fact that he is, is probably going to shoot that ADP up um, from wide receiver 30. But for now, if you're still playing underdog, you might still be able to get him pretty late. Um, I'm going to move. So Russell Gage is technically the next one on this list, but I'm going to move straight to Julio Jones going as wide receiver 80 right now. He uh, is not, he, you know, he has not been put on a team on underdogs, so I don't think he's quite people. The connection hasn't quite been made. The catch up for the ADP, I don't think wide receiver 80 will be where he goes in actual drafts. Um, but again, what are you really getting from Julio Jones? He had a couple of good games last season. Um, he had a pretty darn good playoff game, even though they lost uh, that game. I, I just don't know what to expect from Julio other than maybe because Gronkowski's gone. Maybe this is the guy they throw out there as the potential touchdown guy. You know, he catches the the one yard for one, you know, one catch, one yard, one touchdown kind of thing. And that's kind of the Julio Jones experience for 2022. I'm not sure. I just don't understand why you don't use the jump ball Mike Evans. He's two inches taller and more healthy. But my biggest thing about Julio Jones, which I kind of find a little ironic, is he joins the man who took away his Super Bowl ring to get a Super Bowl ring, which it's is true. just be, it's, uh, it's very uh, Kevin Durant of Julio Jones right here. Um, but <laughs> here we are. Very Kevin Durant of Julio Jones. Well, yeah, that is kind of funny to think about. I, I don't know. I, I can't in good faith tell a lot of people out there, go ahead and draft Julio Jones. Um Sure, he might be relevant, and you might be the guy that takes him. And sure, it's fun to have him on the team, and maybe that's a, a nice flex for you. But I don't know. I, I just I don't know if I can do it. Um, all right, moving on to Russell Gage, going as wide receiver thirty three right now. I do not expect that to stay that same. He is currently scheduled to be the slot receiver. Um, but they Russell- paid him so much money. Exactly. And the people on Twitter were having a fit when the Julio Jones news came out, but I just Russell Gage, we on this podcast last year when he was with Atlanta, we just thought because Calvin Ridley isn't there, this is the year. This is Russell Gage's year. He did have that year though. Well, he had that year towards the end. He did, but he was injured. He was out for four or five games. Like I know, but at the, we expected more week one. He did nothing, which was very disappointing, but I think Ridley was playing still. And then Tampa Bay, me and then after that when he came back from his injury he was that guy i mean he really was i mean it was atlanta so i mean you gotta you gotta take that with a grain of salt but 770 and you know 12 games essentially with being the lead guy he, it wasn't that bad the, the touchdowns weren't there but 
I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of bummed out for him because this was like his last hurrah. He gets to play with Tom and then they immediately signed Julio after getting him. So, well, I don't know if it was the, I don't know if it's his last hurrah, but it's definitely put a big damper on his ADP. I would say that, you know, Russell Gage could be, could end up being somewhat useful for Tom at, at some, at some point in this year. Um, I still think he could have a nice role, especially if he takes over for Antonio Brown, because I don't think that that is what you address when you got Julio Jones. I still think he's very available in that department, but I don't know. I guess we'll see. Um, on to the tight ends, Cam Brate, tight end 25, Kyle Rudolph, tight end 30. I don't, I don't think you're feeling good about either one of these guys being on your team. I, I just, I mean, Kyle, the touchdown Rudolph reindeer, I don't, yeah, he did an okay. He didn't have he, he didn't have an okay year with the Giants last year. It was just eh. And I, I don't think there's anybody on this team tight end wise that you're gonna want unless Gronk miraculously comes back. Kate Otten's interesting for Dynasty, but yeah, Kyle Rudolph and Cameron Brait are basically the same guy. I don't really know. Like honestly, even like their vitals look about the same. <laughs> their <They're> vitals. <laughs> it's gonna same, be literally a the same blood, blood pressure. pressure. <laughs> Cam Brate did go to Harvard, which is interesting. Didn't know that. Um, anyway, so this offense, don't overthink it. Tom Brady, usable. Leonard Fournette, usable. Mike Evans, take him in the second round. Like, come on. You can't really get a better second round uh, wide receiver than him. I, the, I guarantee you the guy or girl in your league that goes the 12-1 of the next round on the snake draft is going to take Mike Evans, and they're not going to think twice about it. So if you don't want to let that happen – Maybe take him earlier. I don't know. I, he's just going to return exactly what you need on investment. On Chris Godwin, again, don't overthink it. Chris Godwin is not a wide receiver 30. If anything, this year he's probably going to end up as a wide receiver 2 in some way, shape, or form. But, you know, he's I disagree easy. with that Mike Evans at 12-1. I wouldn't be against taking him there, but I don't think anyone else is really thinking about that right now. But I would take him over Lamb, Diggs, Devontae. Eh, Devontae Adams is a question mark you there, take too. take him but... over Lamb? I take him over Lamb. Uh, I I, there's I there's so many question marks around Lamb. They're like yeah. he hasn't done it yet. Mike Evans has caught 13 touchdowns the last two years. I mean, yeah. yeah. Lamb Lamb's probably going to have a great phenomenal year. I'll probably end up with a, a little bit of Lamb share here and there. I just feel like for Lamb me personally, share. I I get caught into that shiny new toy, so I would totally take Lamb over Evans. I just feel like stupid. the biggest thing about Evans is Godwin's coming in relatively injured whether he misses games or not he's not going to be 100 percent running out there he tore his acl this year it was january 4th so um julio jones does add a weird stake to that but once again i think really what they're doing here is they're stacking depth pieces because of what happened last year with godwin because that really did break their season i think you're right about that i think, I think you're right about that all right um i guess we'll just collectively talk about the defense uh devin white i think is the guy he kind of had a disappointing year last he's year sick. Um, if you, uh, if, if you tied your entire IDP team around Devin White, I don't think that you were happy with how that turned out. Mm -hmm. Um, Levante David is getting kind of old. So, you know, I think the, uh, old, you know, old man time is coming for him at some point. Uh, it might not be this year, but I definitely think that it could happen this year. Um, Vita Vea even though he's a nose tackle is super usable in IDP. I, I, he's one of the few D tackles that you can use um, and still be very relevant for your IDP team. And he was able to get 
in on those splash plays to make your team more exciting. So, guys, you want to add in your favorite defensive players? The key mix was a great pickup for him. So I like I like them taking the jump with him. He's going to be kind of a nightmare on the outside there. Uh, I like Logan Hall. He looked really good at Senior Bowl. He put up mm-hmm. some good numbers in college. So definitely a sleeper to keep an eye on. Um, Joe Tryon is going to yeah. – He's going to jump. I mean, he had four sacks last year, and he probably played like 20% of the snaps. So I, He was a rookie, too, and there was yeah. a lot of depth on this team. I actually really like this defense a lot. Like, if you're in a team mm-hmm. defense, I think this is the one you want. There's so much talent around there. The interceptions, sacks, fumbles, they're all going to be there for you. Um, and honestly, Tro- Tryon is probably my number one guy here. Um, Via, Via Veda, or Vita Vea, I should say, um, would be if you have a defensive tackle slot, he's a, he's a pretty good position positional filler there mm-hmm. big guy fills a lot of positions i really and like keanu neal i mean i know yeah. he's not technically the starter but i think of those nickel packages you're going to see him playing a lot of linebacker so if you can slot him in as your defensive back position with the linebacker performance you'd be very happy with him well and then antoine winfield is the db one on your team and he will be completely usable i'd say that everybody's anybody who does idp rankings is probably going to have winfield in the top 12 at least so um he's going to be someone that you're using a lot on your team and i would even say as go as far as to say carlton davis might be usable even being a cornerback like this Mm -hmm. this team is very good like josh said i think that the team defense as a whole is very good like this will be a good team for that as far as idp players like some of them are going to have pop weeks some weeks are going to be kind of light and that that's just because of the breadth of talent on this team that you're you're not going to have it every week. Just way of the road. Completely agree. But I think these are the people that you want on your team. Mike Edwards, Winfield. Well, Winfield's a little pricier. Um, yeah. And Tryon, Tryon, William Golson. You don't have to pay an arm and a leg for and You don't have to start them. But like on you know the the chance that you need to, you have the option there if you have. Like, well, let's, okay. Let's take it. Let's do an IDP topic just for the IDP fans of you know this entire program so Devin white would if if you had a choice of any we're not gonna go, let's not go defensive ends because i think still think you'd take some of them over but if Devin white if as your first linebacker who else would you take over Devin white right now um i think there's really only one person and honestly i think it's an argument you got roquan roquan okay. you can make the argument for darius leonard without the injury <laughs> wait whoa, whoa whoa joe yeah darius leonard Darius? Yeah. Do you mean Shaquille Leonard? Did he change his name? I just he, saw that. He factually like, changed this? his name to Shaquille Leonard, and he, we like to go by that now. Okay, so I will never be drafting him because I think he's going insane now. So <laughs> yeah, he 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 uh, he's going. That injury is really getting to him. I don't know what drugs he's taking to recover from that, but um, yeah, I noticed. I saw that earlier, and I was like, "Am I tripping? Nope, that's the same guy." Um, but no, Ro- Roquan had a monster year last year, and I don't think there's anyone to take that away from him. But Devin White. He just didn't have nine sacks. That's literally the only thing he was missing. He still did basically the exact same thing. He missed 10 tackles and five sacks. Like people are just, you drafted him at his absolute ceiling, which he's still a linebacker one. I mean, he's maybe not the linebacker one though. Every year it's going to change though. There's no, there's no more, like it's not even Jonathan Taylor. Like he could be usurped this year. It's not just because he is running back one right now. And just because he should be drafted as that doesn't mean that he's going to be every year. Like there's, it's not like that. I mean, TJ Watt, I think, might be the only example of like, yeah, he's number one. 
Okay. So at least well, his middle name was Shaquille. I thought he was just making up a new name for himself. I can't yeah, get off on that. That's well, apparently his entire family calls him that, and huh. that's just you know how it goes. Okay. Well, anyway, let's play like a, a quick, quick name game of the of sorts. So, would you rather have Eric Kendricks or Devin White? Devin White. Okay. Jordan Brooks from Seattle or Devin White? Devin White. Wow. Okay. Uh, well, then I probably Fred Warner or Devin White. I do really like Warner. Devin probably... White. Okay. Give me and Warner. We've, we've kind of given him Warner. All right. And then I think we've kind of already said it, but Roquan Smith or Devin White? Roquan. Roquan, for sure. I think I would go Roquan there as well. But anyway, I think it just – I think that the the consensus last year that Devin White was the the best linebacker in football, and that you should take him as number one. I don't know if it's consensus necessarily because Derek, you know Shaquille Leonard still existed, but um, you know I just think this year there's a little bit more of a question, a little bit more of a question. I might take Jordan Brooks over him. I'm still think I'm I'm thinking about it more and more just because Bobby Wagner gone, Jordan Brooks this is his year. I don't know. We'll, we'll see, but. Anywho, so the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over-under is 11 and a half. They're just, they're they can just... do anything that they set their mind to. <laughs> they do have a tough schedule. But... So we got uh, Cowboys, Saints, Packers, Chiefs, Falcons, Steelers, Panthers, Ravens, Rams, Seahawks, Browns, Saints, 49ers, Bengals, Cardinals, Panthers, Falcons. It's not that tough as a schedule, and they can it's beat a, any the first teams. Part, though the first part got me. There, no, there's good teams there. It's just the thing is they can beat any team in the NFL. So it's not even like this is really just. Do you think that they can win 12 games? Yeah. This isn't a oh, is there talent that's going to stop them from winning 12 games? So those 12 and five sound like a good record for this team to that end on. Sounds like exactly yeah. what they're going to end up as. I think that's a really good, yeah, a good over under. Yeah, Vegas, Vegas, they're pretty smart about these things. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to have to go over as well. Just you know literally the only thing that could hold back the team's injury because they're just that good. I don't see any, anything on this team that would lead me to say like, Oh, that's a weak spot. There's just not, they're not there. I mean, maybe depth on defense, but whatever, like that could hurt. That could harm any team. So yeah, Tampa Bay is the winner of this division as well. Um, this is the end of the NFC South end of our division preview. So I think the, NFC South, Tampa Bay easily wins. Um, I don't think any of these other teams make it into the playoffs. Do you all want to make a case for New Orleans? But we all said under, so I really doubt that anybody thinks that. No, uh, for the right. division? No, no, Tampa Bay wins the division. Not, no, 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 not for the division. Just to make it to the playoffs. Like Saints could make the playoffs. They could win ten games and sweep their way to the playoffs. Okay, so we'll we'll go through this quickly. So we think Tampa is going to win the NFC South. Philly wins the uh, East. Um, I think we have either Minnesota or Green Bay winning the North. And then we have LA winning the West. So that's four. I think Green Bay gets in. If Whichever between Minnesota or Green Bay doesn't get in, I think that, that would be your fifth wildcard team. Um, and then we're at San Francisco, Dallas. I think we were um, between San Francisco and Arizona, who would be the second best team. Right, so there's two spots, and then you got Dallas, Arizona, San Francisco. I still think the Lions got a shot, but maybe you all don't believe that. Uh, let's, um, say let's not get our let's not get carried away just yet. We, we won't get carried away for the audience. So anyway, all right, between Dallas, Arizona, and San Francisco, which team is not making it out of those three? Arizona. So are we cut. We're cutting New Orleans. 
Yes, we're cutting okay. them. I don't no, think they're making it over. Fair with this this team. Um, I got to cut one of Arizona and San Francisco, and I don't know who it is. Yeah, I think I have to agree with that. Um, I'm going to go with San Francisco because they're they're going all in with Trey Lance right now, and I don't believe in them. I'm just believing in the coaching staff. Yeah, and that, that's what that's what did them Cardinals. last year. Good. Um, yeah, darn You're it. The I deciding think, factor. Who do you want to cut? I think I think Arizona's going to make it to the playoffs. I don't think San Francisco is, and it's weird because I was really high on San Francisco last year, and I just they didn't do anything this offseason to make their team better. And I know that they did make it to the NFC Championship, so it's like maybe they just need to run it back. But Debo's unhappy. Trey Lance is unproven, if you know, at best. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, I don't think is necessarily the running back of the future because Debo Samuel was the best running back on the team last season. So I, I don't know. I, I have quite more question marks with them other than Kyler Murray just needs to study more tape or something. Like I, that's I think, so funny. I think right, that so can be figured out better than that's fair. I think they'll be fine though. Um, okay, so we got number one Tampa probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could argue Rams, but I put Rams second. Philly third because we're pretty undecided on Minnesota Green Bay, so I put them four or five. Dallas six, Arizona, San Francisco. Or sorry, not San Francisco, Arizona. That seems right. Um, I, I do I I I know that it's gonna be I'm I'm just the that guy, but I still think Detroit wildcard, man. I still think it's happening. It's possible. Honestly, there's a lot of good teams I be- in this I believe, division that man. could if the things go right. So yeah. But with a couple of tanking teams like Seattle and Atlanta in this in this uh conference, I just you know, we're gonna have some new blood next year. Let's just put it that way quarterbacks looking real slim in this division but anyway so we're officially done with division previews wow guys it's been a long two months what you, uh, i'm glad that we're fi- finally done with all this so next week we will be diving back in to heavy fantasy football topics we're going to be getting you ready for your drafts that are going to be starting guys we're almost in august like it's literally four days away from right now so we are going to be hitting those drafts hard and heavy and we're going to be bringing everybody out there a lot of fantasy football content all the way up until you know the season starts. So please, this is the right time to tune in. Tell your friends about us. Go, you know, go sign for go, so, go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, just let somebody know, and we really appreciate everybody that listens to the show. And we cannot wait to get this season started. Joe, we love you guys. Joe, get us out of here. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. 
That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.